run out of her lips right now. She's memorized it. And I, I believe uh, quite strongly that Kathy's reason is to relieve stress. I don't, and she's endured a number of different challenges at different times in her life. And, and the, the kind of joy and faith and hope that she exhibits before other people is a great testimony to the rest of us. And I don't think that comes because Kathy's just a good speaker. I think it comes because Kathy believes the kind of stuff that she can do inside the presence of that other God that really helps. Uh, so much good news. And I hope it uh, speaks to your mind and your heart as you see it in the text. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. (coughs) Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who lives in you and if the spirit of him who lives in you and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is also living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, 
in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits, groan inwardly as we wait for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And the Spirit and and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the, in the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And, thou, and those God predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life and is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Kathy, uh, for sharing that good news with us. And that is the kind of good news uh, that causes us to want to sing and worship. So if the worship team could come forward and do that, and let's, uh, let's pray together as they're coming up. Father, I thank you for just an overwhelming amount of good news uh, that comes to us, even just in one chapter alone of your word. Thank you that you... Uh, are for us, and so who can be against us? I thank you that that even though we go through present suffering, 
that it's not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed. Thank you for the many other instances over and over in that chapter that we hear of good news. Thank you for sustaining us with it. Uh, Those that are here this morning uh, that maybe are feeling a lack of hope because of something in their life. God, I pray um, that, that if they are in Christ, that they would today walk out of here with great hope because of who you are and what you are at work doing. Our hope is is not built on anything other than you uh, and what you have accomplished for us, declaring us righteous, justifying us through faith in Christ. So God, thank you for your word, and I pray that it would even be solidified in our minds more and more even as we sing a song together. And I pray for those who are not yet finding hope in Jesus, I pray that today might be the day when they would repent of their sins and trust in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.